0: but there's also an element to which people are maybe just not seeking to reenter the job market they are taking early retirement maybe making do with uh less than they had before and um, just to throw this in there um this is not from the article but there's an element of people yeah effectively making do with less maybe they've moved in with their partner or in some ways changed their living arrangements to make it cheaper maybe they've moved out of an expensive city where they were previously working and deciding to do freelance remote work from from somewhere it's, that's cheaper to live, uh, so this is su- potentially suggested a very large transformation, um, but we will have to see. All right, over yeah, to you. Yeah, I
1: guys. mean, I think well, I think that's right. I mean, you know, and I suppose Krugman, you know, he's quite open in this piece, and that he says, you know, he kind of more or less admits that it's very hard to infer what's going on. And there might be some, as you suggest, Alex, there might be some enormous kind of uh, social changes that we haven't really, that have, you know, disguised in some form or are being hidden behind other um, factors or whether, like you say, people are just um, perhaps kind of opting out of work um, or are finding ways, leaving their jobs, leaving wherever they live and all of this. I mean, so he gestures to this at the end of the piece where he says, you know, the pandemic is the kind of the factor which perhaps explains the great resignation that people are reassessing their lives. Um, And I, you know, I suppose it's possible. The only thing which makes me somewhat skeptical is that, you know, it's not as if, um, I mean... The idea that you didn't know that your life was terrible, you know, that you kind of had a very low wage job and that you had tremendous, you know, a poor standard of living and tremendous pressures in meeting all of your outgoings and that only the lockdown and COVID suddenly made you realize all of this. Mm. It's not as if, you know, as if the options are that much better since the lockdown ended. Um, or that suddenly, you know, there's this raft of, um, you know, glittering new jobs of, you know, high wage jobs for all these people who were uh, locked in to prior even to lockdown into kind of poorly paying service sector jobs. So all of this makes it more mysterious. It's difficult to work out what's going on. Maybe, you know, maybe a lot of maybe people are trying to go freelance. Maybe people are spending down money that they kind of saved during the lockdown or off the back of furlough schemes. Um, I don't know. you know like um, it's very it seems it's very hard to guess, but something it seems like something is happening that's difficult to infer off the back of what the figures tell sure. us.
2: Yeah, so just just a couple of points on this. So you know one maybe one one highbrow one lowbrow like a, a connection. So he, he starts off by saying all happy economies are alike. Each unhappy economy is unhappy in its own way, which, as I'm sure all our listeners know, is a reference to Anna Karenina or Anna Karenina, depending on how you, you're you supposed to pronounce it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's a good that's a good a good um, literary start to the piece. But the other thing that I wanted to mention was <clears throat> literally five minutes before we started recording, got a got a message from somebody who a friend of mine who I know doesn't listen to the podcast, um, but they can pick pick me up on this if, if they do hear this, but I don't see that happening, where they said um, they mentioned uh, the Reddit, the, the, sorry, the subreddit, I think that's how you talk about it, r slash anti-work, um, which is just loads of people giving details of how their job at the moment is really shit and they've just decided to quit. And so there's one um guy and you, you assume that this is real it could it could well be fake who is a bartender and got texted by their boss at like three o'clock in the morning saying I need you to come in from t- 11 a.m to 10 p.m today we have an event scheduled and only one bartender and then they're like no tomorrow's my day off and then the boss is like you need to be a team player it isn't all about you please come in tomorrow and over the course of the the um discussion the, the boss is proved to be quite unreasonable and then the uh, the bartender says no I've, fuck off I, I quit so that's a, that's a kind of a, a good example of, of the great resignation that you know maybe people uh, there is a certain amount of um realization that the um the past 18 months have have seen whether exaggerated or not but like a, a lot of people being forced to kind of take on a lot of risk in in their in their work and don't feel particularly inclined to, to do that anymore. Um, but yeah, I think what what's interesting to, about this article um, to me is that the, like, so it's in the New York Times and the conclusion is like, and this is how it's framed, the new choosiness by workers. That's why I wanted to bring up the R, anti-work. Um, While this new choosiness by workers who feel empowered is making consumers and business owners' lives more difficult, let's be clear, overall, it's a good thing. American workers are insisting on a better deal and it's in the nation's interest that they get it. So it's kind of it. Sh- I think it shows the very low level of kind of organized labor and labor militancy that the NYT can be sort of saying, like, you know, good on them, like good, good for them. The workers, they're getting what they deserve.
1: It's more um, than it's more than that. I mean, the but I wonder how long it's going to
2: be before you get to the stage where it's like, nah, they're overreaching or well, I mean, yeah, well, Krug- Krugman, was, well,
0: Krugman's long, career yeah. is, is testament to this. Right. What do you mean? Well, in that he he himself has gone from moved from a more liberal position uh, to to one which is more uh, more social position. Let's put it that way, or more you know, socialish.
1: <laughs> social. What does that mean? More social <laughs> position.
0: Well, in the sense of uh, well, effectively, you know, as a Keynesian um, being less wedded to uh to sort of market mechanisms and uh he's a bit as more did...
1: left-wing in his views maybe. Effectively. I mean, but the biden administration has uh you know basically endorsed this as well i mean it's but it's it's like george says i mean it's very easy to do given that it's you know it's not channeled or directed through any kind of uh meaningful at least at the moment through any kind of meaningful organized labor um and therefore it can be easily claimed and so the biden administration has endorsed it because they know it's a kind of uh an easy way for them to fend off, um, you know, to kind of seem like they're backing blue-collar voters to fend off Trumpian attacks, um, and to say that they're standing up for America's middle classes, for America's workers. Yeah. So,
0: hey there, you've reached the end of a short excerpt from an episode that's been released only to our patrons. If you'd like to join us and gain access to around two Patreon-exclusive episodes a month, please go to patreon.com slash bungacast. We'd love to have you.